lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. That's right. We're here live. That means the baby hasn't been born yet, although today is technically the due date, correct? Correct, yep. All right. Now, my wife assures me it is not an old wives' tale that the first baby arrives late. That Mm -hmm. is actually a typical trend. Um, ours even arrived about two days late. Anastasia was originally due on the on Valentine's Day. She arrived on the 16th. So, But uh, that is a reminder at any day now. Any day now, we could be off for Aaron's paternity leave. Don't worry. Uh, even if we're not on with live programming, we have pre-recorded a series of, we think, contemporary thematic shows of original content that you will enjoy. So we're still going to give you as much original content during Aaron's paternity leave as we possibly can. Uh, But uh, any day now could be the big day. Is dad excited yet? Or are you like me? Oh, I, I, I just, I just won't feel it until, well, I, I feel it. Yeah. Impatient. I would say is more of an accurate descriptor. I'm really like, I am excited, but I'm, I'm excited to the point of impatience. I, hear you. I, I wish you'd get here. I hear you. Well, let us know what you think about what we think, by the way, I've, I've gotten a ton of well wishes for you. And I Bella. appreciate that. And and I, I, I could well. send them all to you, but then I think you'd be mad at me. <laughs> all right. So let me just relay on behalf of all of them I've received. You have gotten a lot of well wishes in my inbox from the audience. I appreciate that. Uh, Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. And uh, also MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. You can follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. Um, if, if, if you uh, did not hear the big announcement we had yesterday... I can reiterate this again because I, I just, I, I needed to confirm it. I was, I was certain I told you the truth yesterday. But for my, my post-workout nutrition, I had to confirm it this morning. That Rocky Road built Bar testifies. Okay, I mean, that, that thing, if you love that flavor of ice cream when you were a kid, this is the closest you're going to get to it, Okay without all the fillers and calories and sugar and everything else from the best tasting protein bar of all time. And if the Rocky Road is out, that's okay because all of their other flavors are pretty great too. All of them covered in real chocolate. They're all 180 calories or less. Most of them are 160 calories or less. Up to 18 grams of protein in every one. Uh, And did I mention easy on the tummy. That's a big thing, particularly when you're talking about supplement food, you know, I mean, can I digest it? Will it give me, uh, will people like, will I clear the room shortly thereafter? Nope. Uh, I can personally attest to that. This, this, this just checks every box folks. You cannot do better than built bar. Try it now. Get 15% off your order. When you use my last name, Dace is your promo code D E A C E. When you go to built.com again, that is built.com. If you want clips of the program that are free to sample and share and then free of censorship, you will find them at rumble.com slash Steve Dace show as well. And again, the last name is D-E-A-C-E. By now, you know, a typical Wednesday rundown. The prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us a little bit later on. At the bottom of the hour, we will begin our weekly game of buy, sell, or hold. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. 
What happened while we were away brought to you by What Are You Prepared to Do? One teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia, answered that question recently. She spoke to the Loudoun County School District Board about the district's policy mandating the use of preferred pronouns. My name is Laura Morris. I have been a teacher in Loudoun County Public Schools for five years and a teacher for 10. In that time, I have learned so much, being on the cutting edge of educational technology and working with a diverse population of students that I have loved. This year, I have the privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth, and I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. But within the last year, I was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white, Christian, able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that, quote, this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies. I quit your trainings. And I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. Radio host Clay Travis spoke to his local school board in Nashville against mask mandates. Here's the truth. Our kids, under 25-year-old, one in a million chance that they are going to die of COVID. They are more likely to be struck by lightning. They are more likely to be struck by lightning. They are more likely to die of the seasonal flu. Have any of you ever mandated masks for the seasonal flu? Well, shame on you because every kid in Williamson County Schools has been under more danger from the seasonal flu every year than they are for COVID. I would tell every parent here, don't let your kids wear masks. Meanwhile, in Norman, Oklahoma, a school board member says kids without masks are murderers. It's just not okay for kids to commit murder by coming to school without a mask. And when it comes down to it, it's possible. They will, ch they will cause a death of another child because they come to school without a mask. In Michigan, check out this exchange between two school board members. You're killing our children. That's on you. Oh, come on. And let me say one more thing. And, and I'm killing their, your children. If I, if I, is that what let, you just let, said? Let her finish and then is you that what can you respond. Said? That is what I said. Dr. Anthony Fauci says F your freedom. Dr. Fauci, do you agree with Randy Weingarten, the head of the largest teachers union in the country, who came out yesterday and said, yes, teachers should be vaccinated inside schools? Do you think they should be mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah, I'm going to upset some people on this, but I think we should. I mean, we are in a critical situation now. We've had 615,000 plus deaths and we are in a major surge now. I'm sorry, I, I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something, but I think we're in such a serious situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done. Lindsey Graham, your thoughts? Good to see you back. Good to be back. Thank you for the inquiries about my well-being to all my colleagues. I appreciate uh, 
the good wishes and the phone calls and the food, and I made it. I think the worst is behind me. Uh, I want to reinforce a simple message. If you haven't been vaccinated regarding the COVID problem, you need to get vaccinated. I've been vaccinated, and I uh, got COVID anyway. A couple of really bad days, but uh, I'm doing better. I'm confident if I hadn't had the vaccine, it would have been a lot worse. Learning Chinese today. Today's phrase is, true vaccination has not been tried. Some good news, United Airlines made waves recently when it required all of its employees to take the COVID-19 jab. But after an uprising of mechanics and pilots and crew members, Delta, Southwest and American Airlines announced recently they will not be requiring employees to take the jab, which puts United in a real pickle. YouTube has censored Kentucky Senator Rand Paul after the senator published multiple videos regarding COVID-19 on his account, including video of a speech given on the Senate floor. Moving on, the U.S. Senate passed a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill yesterday. In total, 19 Republicans voted for the bill, which includes such provisions as money for studying limousine safety, requiring breathalyzers in all new cars, and money to promote lady truckers. Of course, we've already heard the news that New York Governor Andrew Cuomo resigned in disgrace yesterday. Recently, certain allegations have come to light about my inappropriate conduct. I'm here to set the record straight. I totally did all of it. Some reaction to that news, starting with Joe Biden. I thought he's done a hell of a job. I thought he's done a hell of a job. That's why it's so sad. Actor Alec Baldwin says Cuomo's ouster is an example of, quote, cancel culture. In completely unrelated news, why so tense, Gavin? I'm nice if our homegrown teams start focusing on what's right. Everybody outside this state is bitching about this state. And guys, forgive me, I know I'm a little pointed today, but I've been taking a lot from a few folks for a lot of months. So it's nice to be able to express myself, too. Texas House Speaker Dade Phelan has signed 52 civil arrest warrants for absent Texas House Democrats. Warrants are due to be delivered today and command the sergeant at arms to take the Democrats into custody and deliver them to the House. And finally, Chet Hanks for president. Hey guys, so um, just checking in. Look, I've been kind of on the fence about this for a while. That's why I've never spoke on it. But with the amount of people that I know recently that, that have gotten COVID and with like the numbers rising, I think it's important for me to say like I got the vaccine I think everybody should I think it's really important like that we all do this just as like citizens as Americans we have to look out for each other and get this under control guys so like I suggest to all my followers you guys make set an appointment and get the vaccine first thing psych if it ain't broke don't fix it I never had COVID you ain't sticking me with that needle it's the flu Get over it, okay? If you're sick, stay inside. I'm tired of having, okay? Why we working around y'all? If y'all, uh, if you're in danger, stay your ass inside. I'm tired of wearing a mask. Yes, that's Tom Hanks' son, and that's what happened while we were away. I'll allow it. Yes, I will. Uh, Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends at Omega XL. If you are struggling with chronic pain, not because, hey, I'm doing a project, fell off the ladder, something hurts. That's not the pain we're talking about. Uh, and chances are you probably need to go see uh, a, a healthcare professional. I mean, the kind of chronic pain that just lingers, uh, the stiffness, the achiness in your neck, back shoulders, uh, et cetera, uh, chances are that's the result of inflammation. And if you want an effective, all-natural anti-inflammatory, which 
I can personally attest to its efficacy because I use it daily. Check out Omega XL, backed by 35 years of clinical research. It will attack the inflammation that's causing your pain before it causes something even worse. If you want to give it a shot today, buy one, get one free when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Buy one bottle, get a second one for free today at OmegaXL.com slash Steve, or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. In the, in the overtime today, we're going to take a look at more of the goodies that are the, the, just the, the, the tasty goodness uh, that is inside the latest Washington boondoggle. By the way, when you look at those 19 Republicans that voted for this yesterday. Have you looked at the states many of them are from? Uh, Alaska, both Dakotas, Idaho. I mean, these are places where if they see a Democrat on the street... They call 911. Utah. Looking at you, Willard. South Carolina. South Carolina. Louisiana. Louisiana. You know, I mean, uh, these uh, real swing states. Okay. Uh, we're going to get more into this in the overtime today at blazetv.com slash dace. Again, blazetv.com slash dace. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, just go there later today. We'll record it for you right after today's show, and then you'll be able to watch it there today. Uh, if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, though, blazetv.com slash dace is where you can go to become one and get a discounted subscription today at blazetv.com slash dace. Aaron, that was a montage, brother. You, you did what I did on Monday. You just decided, hey, man, I'm emptying the tank. <laughs> Yeah. I, this might, any day now, I might not get a chance to do one of these for 10 days, so I, I'm going to let it rip. I kind of hope the baby comes today, because I'm not sure if I'm going to have any content tomorrow. Um, there are, I mean, we could do whole hours on about a half dozen of the things in here, and, and substantial commentary on others. Let me highlight three of them. Um, the, the story of the other airlines... What happened here is the other pilots and stewardesses and employees said, yeah, we're not going along with this. This won't be a trend. You'll have to just replace all of us. Right now, and, and I love the speech that the woman made to her school board at the top of the montage. I wish, though, I could have spoken to her before she did it. Don't quit. Don't, don't, don't play voluntary martyr. Make them remove you. Make them do it. Because right now we have one million more help wanteds than people working in America. I, I don't know of any major population center you can go in this country and not drive down almost any main road and see help wanted almost everywhere. Use the leverage you have. Use it. They cannot fire you all. Make them do it. Call their bluff. The airline workers did this for the other airlines. And now the other airlines are like, uh, yeah, you got them, United. See it. We're out. I mean, if you're American, how many? You just went through a weekend. You just canceled how many flights, right? Yeah. I mean, people over the country were stranded for like two, three days, Was correct? It, what did you say, Todd? 30, 40%? I saw as high as 40% of their flights were canceled within like a 48-hour period. And I mean, you just got freaking crushed for that, right? Yeah. You've got 10, even 10% of your workforce comes to you and says, yeah, that, uh, that's going to be a no for me, dog. You aren't, you're going to think twice about that, I right? I hope so, yeah. Well, they clearly did. Yeah. They clearly did. 
Use the leverage you have. You have leverage. They cannot fire all of you. As it, as it was once said in the very underrated movie, Boomerang, you got to coordinate. You have to coordinate. Too many of you acting on your own. And I love the conviction, okay? But you're not alone. The triple braided cord is tougher to break. God himself assembled a team before he went full bore into his public ministry, right? Yes. He even assembled a team. Because while he was fully God in that mortal shell, he was also fully humid. That's why he could cry. That's why he could be sad. That's why he could be hungry. That's why he could be tired. He even said to his disciples, you keep watch while I pray. He assembled a team. We, I think then probably could use a team, maybe, right? And any of us setting our divinity aside for the moment? No? No. No. Talk to each other. Talk to others. You're not alone. Sometimes it does call on you or, or me or one of us to be the Martin Luther here and say, here I stand, I can do no more, me against the world. But I promise you, in this case, you're not alone. You're not. You're not. Because ultimately, what is, what is it we have to do? We have to change the math here. The pain of imposing this on people has to be greater than, than the pain that you will experience for being the imposee. It has to be more painful for the imposer. The other airlines looked at this and said, yeah, we, we can't pay this right now. Now, do I think that's a forever? Nope. But for now, they, they, they realized they could not afford this. That is what needs to happen all over the workforce in America, at every school board in America. I will tell you, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. I think Randy Weingarten, the head of the, uh, of the teacher, one of the head of the big teacher unions, is basically a high priestess in the church of Satan. I'm in a synagogue of Satan. I mean, I really believe that. Yeah. I mean, I think that her and her ilk have turned, which should be a very high vocation and important calling into the devil's youth ministry in our schools on our dime period. That being said, while I, while I detest what she stands for on a human personal level, I don't really struggle with like hating her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get where she's coming from. You know what I mean? I know what team she's on. I smell the sulfur. I see you. I feel you. I know where, I know, I get it. All right? At least you're honest. You know who I struggle hating? The Lindsey Grahams of the world. That's where you need to pray for me. Because, I mean, I, 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 in fact, I've prayed about it, and I feel real good about where I'm at right now. I hate the people. I struggle not to hate the people pretending to wear my jersey who stabbed me in the back. That, even by that effeminate jackass's standards. Run out and get what didn't work for me. 
has to be the absolute crappiest sales pitch we've heard during this pandemic yet. Uh, it would have been worse for me if I. For, how do we? Do you know how we prove that? Do you know how it was how we could prove it would have been worse for him? Do we? Do we know that? It's called the unfalsifiability yes. fallacy. Just an effeminate jackass and South South Carolinians, you ought to be ashamed. Send him that turd with corns in it, year after year, cycle after cycle. Shame, shame, shame. If Lindsey Graham was on fire on the side of the road and I had to pee and it said next rest stop 100 miles, brother, I'm going to take my chances and keep on driving. Keep on going. Now, see, if I saw Randy Weingarten on the side of the road, I'd stop and pick her ass up because I got a few things to say to her. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I, I want to see what makes her tick. Lindsey Graham, though. That's what Cicero's enemy within the gates is all about. And again, it's not Maine, some rhino from Massachusetts, South Carolina. (laughs) Disgusting. Next, in my career, I have had really unique access to the political system. And I don't just mean because of what I do for the average American. I mean even amongst my peer group. I mean, nobody in our business has ever had, nor will ever again have, a bigger, more influential show than Rush Limbaugh. But, frankly, for the last few years, well, until the rise of Trump and, of course, the closeness of his relationship that he had with the man that went on to become president— But ironically, I also had a chance to have that kind of level of relationship, (laughs) okay? Um, Until the era of Trump for several years, I frankly had more access to the process than he did because of where I lived, that they all come here. They all call on people like me here in the First in the Nation caucus state. I I have been propositioned, pitched, lied to by the best or the worst. Many names you would know. Men who went on to get elected president, frankly. I'm a pretty hardened skeptic. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. To say the least. That that I have to fight temptations to be cynical, right? Like I got a note today, I think I forwarded it on to you guys, didn't I? From a gentleman who said, hey, you guys, a show is a big reason that we never closed our church and we were there for so many people who struggled last year. And now our student ministries, we get set for another school year. It's got an explosive growth, made a big difference being there for people instead of shutting our doors. And I need those notes, man. Thank you. Because your notes, that your feedback there, you're my plumb line on that. Your, that kind of feedback to know that I am making a difference I mean, I'm right on the line of just pure cynic. And I don't think it's really within the Christian worldview to cross into a realm of that level of cynicism. And I have to fight that all the time. And so when I see notes like that from you guys, 
you pull me back from the brink, man, because there are times I walk right up to the pool that says cynicism, nihilistic cynicism. I, and I look in, I, I, that's what I was apologizing for the other day. I mean, last Wednesday, I even, I stuck my foot in there, man. I'm like, I don't know. Going through a bit of an August heat wave, this water feels pretty good. I, I contemplated maybe a full immersion baptism in that puppy. So those notes are really important to me. Thank you. But at the very least, I think I've established myself as a fairly hardened skeptic. Fair? Yes. Okay. I, I have never seen anything like Anthony Fauci. Nothing. I mean, I have, I've seen breathtaking levels of betrayals. I've been victimized by them a couple times myself. I, I just, this is beyond the scope of normal politics, I believe. I, I really believe you're dealing with a level of spiritual malevolence that I, I just, he, he, he lies about everything. And, and, and even the stuff he says that he lies about often doesn't even have a basis in truth. Can I give you an example? In that video clip, if you let it play, the one that was Aaron's montage, it goes on to talk about how our hospitals are filling up with children. Last week, would you like to know what, according to CDC's own data, I went and looked it up this morning. Would you like to know what the actual percentage of American hospitalizations for COVID with school-age children was last week in America? I'll tell you. It was 1.8% of all hospitalizations for COVID in America. Were school age kids, one point eight, and that's if there. There's a lot of talk right now that they're conflating RSV with COVID. I'm not even going to account for that. Okay, I'm just going to go by the actual data. I won't even begin to delve into that nuance. Last week, one point eight percent of all hospitalizations in America for COVID, according to CDC, were school aged children, ages five to seventeen. Furthermore, that number is actually 112% lower than what it was at the end of the last school year. Would you like to know what the highest percentage, and this is all, you guys are all going to email me for a link. I have posted this stuff on all my socials with the link. You can go look at it yourself. Would you like to know what the highest percentage of school-aged hospitalizations in the country has been since the pandemic began? So since March of 2020? It's 3.4%. That's the highest it's ever been. 3.4%. That's the highest it has ever been. And that's also, we know, and that evidence was out there recently, and you'll say the same thing, and rightly so. We won't even account for that, but I'm just going to mention it. A lot of those kids don't even come in for COVID. They come in for they something for else, it. and yep. then they test for it. I mean, the UK found there was an overwhelming percentage of their COVID hospitalizations for children that were not actually for COVID. They did a study on that. But again, yeah. I'm not even going it's to granted. account for that. Agreed. Okay, because the numbers, the numbers, even using their own metric system, speaks for itself. You're not allowed to hope, Steve. You're just not allowed the, to the, hope. The, the, the man... I don't, I, I just have not encountered 
I'm not lived at a time of a Mussolini or Mao or Stalin or Hitler. I, I don't, I, I can't resonate with this. Maybe some of you who are old enough to remember those days, although that generation is largely passing away. I, I, I don't know what it's like to be gaslighted on this level. And trust me, folks, I've been exposed to a lot more of this process than a lot of you have, including a lot of the people that are making a lot bigger bank than me that you listen to and watch as well as me. I've been exposed to it more than most of them. I've never seen anything like this. It's, it's, what, the, it's what Christ says about the enemy. There is no truth in him. None. I, I, I don't know. Remember, at this time last year, he was honoring Andrew Cuomo for having, quote, done it right. The man who committed one of the worst atrocities in modern American history in his own nursing homes. Oh, by the way, cases in New York State have gone up 522% the last 60 days, by the way. 522%. They're not even in their, they're not even in their season like they are down south with the Sun Belt. It's not even their season. Cases have gone up 522% in New York State in the last 60 days. New York still ranks number two in overall death rate with COVID in America. Florida, by the way, is 26th. I don't... There's a level of malevolence here that I've just never, I've just not encountered in my career. So just how much equity do you have in your home? You know, you could find out the hard way when you go to access it and it's gone because of a growing cyber crime known as home title theft. Uh, and that's why you want to check out our friends at, a, at Home Title Lock. That's what they do. Try to prevent this from happening to you. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves are constantly searching public databases looking for high equity homes. Next, they'll pull your home's online title, maybe some times using personal data they got from a data breach somewhere like a Facebook or a credit card company. And so they know a middle initial, a maiden name, the elementary school you went to, you know, the, the kind of thing that you have plugged in to say, hey, if I lose my password or something, here's how I identify as me. They can then forge your signature on a quick claim deed, making it look like you've sold your home to them. And before you know it, they've now got an access to all of your equity. Don't let this happen to you. All right. And that's why you want to contact our friends at Home Title Lock. Right now, they want to offer you a complete title history of your home. That's normally a $100 value. They'll give it to you today for free. Make sure your home's title is in the free and clear, has not been tampered with. When you go to HomeTitleLock.com, again, $100 value for free. It's called the title history of your home at HomeTitleLock.com. Let's get to it. It is one of the most fun things we do each and every week. It is called Buy, Sell, or Hold. Aaron has accumulated a series of positions and predictions on various issues uh, of the day. Todd, they will be presented to you and me one by one. You and I will decide it. Are we... Are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell that? Maybe have a reason why that is the case. If we, however, um, if we, however, decide to use a hold for any reason other than, wow, I, I just, I can't shred whatever dignity is left in this program by acknowledging this premise. If you use that for any reason other than that, 
if you punk out in a hold, you have to give Lindsey Graham his next jab. Stakes just keep getting higher and higher. Is that going to be a no from you, dog? Yeah. Okay. Aaron, go ahead. We'll begin with Sean Griffith's top five slogans for Trump's 2024 run. Number five, Big Daddy Pfizer. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be brutal, guys. If, it, if that's the start, okay. Vote for centrist justices for all. Who's this? This is Sean Griffiths. Sean is attempting to thin my audience. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Three, build the wall back better. Two, make America vaccinated again. And number one, jab. Like Jeb, I see what he yeah. does. What he did there. That's freaking brutal, man. We'll move on. Dueling politics. <laughs> From local school boards to the White House, the reason they continue to stand against responding to our protest over COVID and critical race theory is they want to provoke us to make a Cold War hot. Bye. That's absolutely in there on some level. It's not all of it, but that's part of it, yes. I, I certainly think the spirit of the age behind such impulses and movements does do, want to do that. Whether... Whether the people in these positions themselves believe that or not, or or are that level of of shrewd or or cunning, I highly doubt. And they can be useful idiots, right? Okay. Yes. But whether they are cognitively getting together and thinking, "Hey, guys, I I think you're probably giving them on a human level too much credit. In fact." way too much credit do i think the spiritual malevolence the spirit of the age that is behind again such such movements and in positions they would love that because that's a zero-sum game there's like no one wins there would they love that sure it would it would absolutely love that this is why we have to use our peaceable means what i think is going on inside the heads of the people that are the the tools of the enemy here from a human standpoint, one is they have been indoctrinated into a pagan belief system with really almost no exposure to anything else. They were told everything else means that you are a racist, misogynistic, xenophobic, homophobic bigot. They're on a mission from God. Okay. Uh, to quote the Blues Brothers here, small g. You know, now, now uh, you know, their God has, you know, looks a little bit more like Baal, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. But I mean, this is holy writ to them. This is why we, I get to point number two. You have to show them. Let me put it another way. How many years have, have conservative and or Christian religious government school teachers in this country swallowed the whistle when they walked into the classroom? Because I, I have a job to do and I can't impose my belief system on the kids. So let me go ahead and impose the spirit of the ages belief system on them instead, right? Yes. Right. How many times have we swallowed the whistle rather than call the foul because it would cost us a job, a relationship, right? All the time. All the time. We have for decades. That's, it's why we're here now. This is our fault. We have to accept that. We're here because we permitted this. Why did Dave Days keep wailing on me? Because I kept permitting it. I had to get to the point I wasn't going to permit it anymore, and that's the only way that made it stop, right? So that's how this works. It's that holy, give a mouse a cookie thing. We, we offered an inch, man. They, they, took a, they took a solar system. So 
they are now conditioned to believe that they can impose whatever they want and will get minimal resistance. Even when you show up with a massive rally that went on in suburban Nashville last night, and props to all of you and to Clay and everybody involved in that. Understand, though, they still don't believe you mean this. So you better have 20, 30, 40, 50 parents. Shouldn't be hard to find in a crowd that small, that large, uh, that are showing up on day one of the school, uh, day one of the district. Our kids aren't masked. Expel them all. Ain't happening. We'll call you. Call you on it. I, I think this is this. We have to show them that the calculus has changed. We will push back. We will not swallow the whistle any longer. We're going to make you make some free throws now. And maybe you can make them. Well, maybe you can step up to the charity stripe there on national TV with a, a, a full house in the stands, yelling, screaming, all that pressure. And maybe you'll step up like Ramil Robinson in the 89 NCAA championship and just drain those two. Maybe you'll do it. But we're going to find we're, out. We're going to find out. See, we've not made them even step up to the line. We don't even call fouls. We, we just, you know, we got too much to risk, a home, a job, a military post. You know, I've, I've got a lot of years vested. Okay, I'm not saying those things aren't important, but understand that if you're not willing to risk any of those things, you cannot win. There is no other process. I wish there was. They control the leadership sectors of every major cultural influence in this culture. The spirit of the age controls almost all of them. So the only way out is through. There is no clever backdoor at the Alamo. There is no thermal exhaust port. I wish there was, man. There's not. Well, Steve, that's easy for you to say. Really? I mean, I haven't risked anything recently, right? I mean, for, dude, I haven't played this card in a while, but I spent the entire 2016 election alienating vast swaths of my audience. Did I not? Correct. Because I thought I was right. Now, the dude became president and on a little and on some level proved me wrong, which is why I voted for and supported him the next time. Right. But until he proved me wrong, did it matter how many damn emails I got? Did it matter how many phone calls I got from Salem Brass or anything else I got? It did not. It didn't matter at all. In fact, didn't I tell you guys up front? Hey, we all may lose our jobs over this. Just so you know, you know, be warned, go get, go work someplace else. If you don't want to risk that, I don't mind. I get it, but it's my name on the marquee and I'm going to risk that. I took a lot bigger risk in the, this last year with COVID. A lot bigger risk. If I'm wrong on any of that, I'm gone. This book never hits number one. It's never written. Maybe you don't even hear from me again. Several years ago, I actually tried to, I, I flirted with getting out of politics, tried out with a national sports radio network. They told me they loved the audition, but then when they did their research on me and realized probably what it was going to take to hire somebody with my political baggage, just stopped, I stopped hearing back. I don't blame them. I get it. So, I mean, I've got nowhere else to go, man. I'm like Richard Gere and officer and a gentleman. This is it for me. I'm pot committed at this point. If I did not turn out to be right about the data that I was analyzing at this time last year, I'm not here this time this year and probably doing something a lot different for a living. Don't tell me I haven't risked anything. 
I've risked quite a bit. When I thought it was safe to stay at work, what did we do? We kept working in person, did we not? The whole time. The whole time. When things began to open back up first weekend, what did I do? I went and rented a hotel room, went out to eat right away, took my kids. Got on an airplane, flew all over the country, Texas, California, all over the place. I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done. School boards, that was the very first thing I did. Organize at the school board level, get one of my best friends elected to the school board. That was the first thing I ever did with my activism in this state. I've never, I'm not asking you guys to do, I'm not vaccinated either. I've got natural immunity. My mom didn't have a confirmed diagnosis of COVID and has literally every pre-existing condition you could imagine and is in her 60s. What did I tell her to do? Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Take your shot with that. There's not once, folks, I've not urged and encouraged you to do something I myself have not done or wrestled with. So if we're not willing to risk anything, anything, then that's the nothing is what we'll get in return. There will be no other way out of this other than a direct confrontation. It can be peaceable or we can let it keep going and going and going and going until finally a group there's, there's, there's a dozen Bundy ranches that have just had enough, and then it no longer will be. And, that's, and then in the bowels of hell, they belly laugh. They got what they wanted. Did that answer the question? I believe so. Okay. We'll move on to Darren Ray. Since the world was so mask-slash-lockdown compliant, some form of global warming lockdowns will be implemented vis-a-vis the World Economic Forum's 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. You mean like somewhere in the world? Sure. Yeah, I've been saying that since the very beginning. Yeah, I I could absolutely buy that. You bet? Yeah. Next up, we'll go to Delta GR33N79, who says... The Mount Rushmore. Easy for you to say. Yeah. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of emotional college football games so far in the 2000s. Okay, now, four- now, now finally let's make you're my happy place. Okay. Yeah. Right. Th- this is only of the 2000s. The 2007 Fiesta Bowl with Boise State over Oklahoma. I didn't realize Adrian Peterson was on that I was Oklahoma. just going to say, you know, Adrian Peterson was on that Oklahoma team. Yeah. Uh, um, yes, the Statue of Liberty Statue play. Of Liberty I'm, play. Totally, I'm totally down with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the 2000s? It that's is. Not in the... Yeah. Early 2000s, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it, that seems like a long time ago now. Well, I mean, I'll... it is two, 2021. 14 so years ago. That's, it is 14 yeah, years yeah. ago. That, that's, that is a long time ago. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the 2013 Auburn-Alabama uh, Iron Bowl. Yes. Kick uh, that has to be. I mean, yes. I remember, you know, we were watching that at the house. You know, the whole family sitting around having dinner when that happened live. And even members of the family don't even care lost their damn minds when they saw that See, okay i was so I yes was, i was in the den trying to work on my parents i was at, at at my parents place i was in the den trying to work on their computer and i heard dad like yell out in the lose delivery it, lose room. It. yeah like, people forget like just a couple weeks before that when they when they played georgia you remember this they had a similar thing where they tried to throw a bomb i think georgia was going to pick to try to win the game georgia almost picked it off it deflected off the georgia db right into the hands of the auburn receiver who then ran it in for the game winning touchdown so i mean that auburn team that year kind of lived a bit of a charmed life yes, no did. doubt yeah 
This is, uh, let's see, next one. Um, the 2016 Alamo Bowl, TCU over Oregon. I don't remember this one. Do you? Uh, I just, yeah, I do remember. Oregon was up like 31 to 3 at halftime. Ah. Okay. But with all due respect, I, I just don't think you can put the Alamo Bowl there. Like on any context, unless it involved like some great human achievement. You know what I'm saying? Like a guy went out there and pulled an Emmett Smith and played on a separated shoulder or something. It, I mean, it's a fun bowl game, but it's also a glorified exhibition. There's an obvious game missing from here, by the way, that I got to, I'm going, can I insert one? Yes. Okay. You have to put the 2002 national championship game, Miami and Ohio state went to overtime, the controversial pass interference call, something like 59 guys that played in that game went on to play in the NFL. That's crazy. Some obscene number. What about the Vince Young National Championship? And, and then that has to be there. That's one of the greatest games ever played in any yeah. era. Yeah. The last game of the great Keith Jackson's call, mm-hmm. that has to be. Those two have to be on this list. In this century, at least. And, and I might argue that the Vince Young-USC game in any century belongs mm-hmm. on a list. The final one he has is the 2018 Purdue over Ohio State. That's the Tyler Trent game. That was a really yeah. great game. And really I get, emotional. I get, I can, and the emotion of all that, I, yeah. I can, I'd be fine with that being on the list. I just think somewhere, at least one of the two games we just talked about has to be on the list somewhere. Agreed. What do you think, Todd? This window was way too broad for me to sufficiently diagnose, so I will simply buy. Some breaking news from Reuters. Pfizer Moderna shares down as the European Medicines Agency evaluates three new possible side effects of the mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. Don't say. Hmm. Next up, I identify as vaccinated says if Trump was still president, he would have mandated the COVID vaccine to all federal employees by now. Bye. Tell me why you're a bye. Uh, why? Because I don't. I mean, he what was it yesterday or the day before when we're talking about uh, his? Yeah, well, you were criticizing him for what he said. How many people were saved? He claimed he saved a hundred million yeah, people. He, he would, which is just not true. He's not capable of just whatever a a win could be. That all of us would would have been the thing that kind of threaded the needle and brought as many people together as possible, he couldn't just let that be there. He would have to, you know, Oz goes up to 11. It would never stop. He would have to overdo it. I might have to give Lindsay a jab because I really don't know. I don't. I mean, last year was a series of Lemony Snicket-level unfortunate events. I mean, a series of awful decisions that led to the unraveling of a very promising presidency. And I just don't know him well enough to know had he learned his lessons from that. There's also how the media would be 180 different now if he were president mm. on the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? No, There's yeah. so many variables that I, I just, I, I'm going to hold. I, I don't know the answer to the question. It's a great question. I don't know the answer. Hour two is next. Again, with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. 
at Steve Day Show. You can also find us on MeWe, Parlor, Gab, and Getter. You'll find free clips of the show minus censorship at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show as well. And for those of you that listen to the podcast, thank you so much. Uh, you are a big part of our show's success over the last year. If you've not had the chance to do so yet, please leave us a five-star review. Click the subscribe and or follow button on the podcast platform of your preference. Those things help the show to grow. And so we thank all of you that have done those things already you know working looks different for everybody these days um but that's why if you're out and about in a home office or working on a solo project there's a better way to work on what you love the most or there is no better way to work on what you love the most than with the premium audio earbuds from raycon if you need a pair of wireless earbuds to take it from conference calls to zoom meetings raycon's e85 work earbuds are a game changer. I just got these in the mail yesterday. I've not had the chance to try them yet. I had to grab them away before Noah saw them, my son, because when the first delivery of Raycons came in and I tried them the first couple days and loved them, and then he came up to me, he's like, are those Raycons? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, wow, those are really cool. And he kind of just gave me those puppy guys that he used to give me when he was a little dude, you know, and I... I was, I was, it was still okay for me to tell him he was cute. Now he's, of course, almost as big as me. Um, and I just looked at him. I'm like, you want to borrow? He's like, yeah, do you mind? I said, sure. That was almost six months ago. Do you think I've seen them since? I love how he's just always probing for weakness in you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It worked. Yeah, I've not, I've not seen them. So when this came in yesterday, I'm like, crap, man, I'm throwing this in my briefcase <laughs> right now before he gets a hand on these uh, so I can try these for myself. Raycon's E85s aren't just great for work. They're perfect for anytime, anywhere you need great audio. There's also active noise canceling for maximum focus, ambient mode for when you want to hear the world around you as well. All right. And their earbuds boast a 32-hour battery life. So if you want to give them a shot, they've got a 45-day return policy. You can do so right now at buyraycon, C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash Steve. Get 15% off your entire Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash Steve, buyraycon.com slash Steve. Let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. This next one is from me, actually. So school districts in Austin, Texas have joined uh, Dallas, Texas in uh, fighting back and disobeying the moratorium on mask mandates brought about by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Buy, sell, or hold, Abbott will follow in the footsteps of DeSantis once more and threaten to withhold funding from school officials who impose mask mandates. Sell. Agreed. I'm going to buy. Because I, because not because I have any faith in Greg Abbott but because of the magic word primary. Okay. Um, so that's why, but I, guys, I, I'm also curious to see how far DeSantis is willing to go. I mean, he has defined what going far means in, on our side for the last what year, right? Yes. But now the other side has decided, okay, all right, we're going to test you a little bit and see if you really mean it, you know? 
Uh, we came up with a sham poll that showed Charlie Crist beating you last week, which is a you know a sham. But uh, so we'll, we'll we'll push back. We'll just see if you mean it. And you know, so they've decided to hit back on him a little bit, and and and, and so it'll be fascinating to see how far he's willing to go too, right? I agree. I agree. But he's also not facing an active primary like Greg Abbott is. You know, so I'll buy out of out of belief in the primary process, not Greg Abbott. But I, if there weren't a primary, I'd have said sold before Aaron got it out of his mouth. Next up, Mini Bomber says demons in hell are going on strike and unionizing because human choices of late are putting them out of work. I love the spirit of this. So I'll buy. It's not buy. true, yeah, but I'll buy because I, I love the spirit of it. Agreed. Aaron Reali, if vaccines work and masks work even better, we should clearly just inject everyone with masks so that everyone is fully yes. masked and protected from COVID. Finally. That's chef's kiss. That's two for one. I, yeah, man, that's beautiful. Why don't we vaccinate the masks and then turn the masks into enemas? I love that. This is I do. Yeah. All the science is as sound as everything else we've heard so far. There was a study out last week. Daniel and I went through it together. And. What it showed was, you guys are going to love this, okay? Do you guys remember that Daniel put out a tweet last week about another study that shows natural immunity is superior to vaccinated immunity? Mm -hmm. Yes. And so him and I were looking at that study together, going through it and discussing it on our DMs last week. And I discovered a little nugget inside this study. You guys ready for this? That in order for the vaccines to reach the efficacy, the maximum efficacy that was that was advertised in the trials, the study says they have to vaccinate those with natural immunity. That in order for the vaccines to reach the level of immunity people have were sold that they were getting with these, they have to vaccinate the people who already have immunity. It says that in the study. It says it right there in the study. I like them apples. No. I hate apples. <laughs> what about a- apple cider vinegar, Todd? What about those kind of apples? No. Aaron Brinley, um, top 10 Christian music uh, acts, I should say, of all time. Number 10, Carman. Carmen, you mean? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I don't know if I can go with that one. I mean, I know a lot of people liked him, but not my Ooh. cup of tea. You're not involved. <laughs> I did this. I selected I this one just for those reactions. I'm, Todd gets so confused when we delve into evangelical subculture. You know, one of these times, one of y'all Romanists need to send Aaron a list of your top 10 Gre- Gregorian chanters yes. and just see what Aaron and I look on our face. What in the Sam Hill is this? Okay. Number 10. Uh, number yeah. 9. Uh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Lucia of Assisi. What? <laughs> Who is that? Okay. Yes. Uh, number nine, Kirk Franklin. I could buy that. Yeah, I could buy that. Number eight, Newsboys. I've heard of them. They've <laughs> got to be higher on the list, don't you think? Uh, absolutely. They have to be much higher on the list. Number seven, Stephen Curtis Are Chapman. Are they like the biggest selling Christian band of all time? Uh, I think that's either Mercy Me or Casting Crowns. Okay, okay. Uh, but so would they have been before the emergence of those two groups? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number seven, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Absolutely he, needs to be on the list I for danced sure. with Cinderella, right? Yep. I mean, the mm-hmm. amount of times I've danced yep. with my daughters at that time, wow. Number six, Petra. That's some old school, predates me, so I got to sell on that. That's, 
Man, that's back when I was um, uh, love me like a gong, baby. Come and get it on. Okay, I, mean, I was doing Def Leppard in those days, man. Not that. So I, I got to sell on that. Okay. Uh, I heard of him. Number five, Striper. Again, different era. Although I remember them crossing Petra over. And Striper are Christian bands. Yeah, they Striper, sound like '80s yeah, hair bands. Yeah, Striper they actually were. had yeah. some crossover songs yeah. on MTV. Yeah. But again, I mean, I was doing you know. Uh, different music back then, so I got to sell on that. Number four, DC Talk. They, they certainly belong on the list. They're, to me, I think there's a clear omission here. But we'll, get, we'll when I look at the list. But keep going. Number three, Sandy Patty. Again, man, I'm you know, I'm I'm gonna have to okay Boomery on that one. I don't I don't know. Gotta pass yeah. on that. Um, number two, Michael W. Smith. I mean, you could argue he should be number one. Number one, Amy Grant. I can see why she's number one. Wouldn't be my number yes. one. But Michael I W. See. Smith and Amy Grant's Christmas so, show. So I've been to those. I've been like to three or four of their Christmas shows. Just absolutely amazing. To me, three of my favorites are not on the list. Uh, that would be Mercy Me, Casting Crowns, and Third Day. Um, I, I think particularly. I, I mean, Mercy Me has the greatest selling Christian song of all time, probably since John Newton. Okay. Have you ever seen them in, in concert? I did. They actually yeah. put on a pretty good yeah. show. Yeah, we saw them uh, uh, up at Hilton uh, about 10 years ago when that song was still, you know, mm-hmm. or 10, 15 years ago now. But uh, in terms of my musical taste, Third Day and Casting Crowns are right in, they're the sweet spot of the bat. They would have to be very high on my list. Todd, any more thoughts? No. Okay. Moving on, Jeff the Drunk Kuro says... Your thoughts on Lucia of Assisi. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, before October 1st, the Oakland A's will announce that they'll move the franchise to Las Vegas. I don't know about the date, but I think that we're getting very close to that, so I will buy. Are we? I mean, my... Yeah, to, to that relocation, yeah, I do think my, we're close to that. My baseball boycott has been pure. I mean, I don't know I'm what's impressed. going on. Yeah, I'm impressed. Okay. All right. Next one is from Austin May. Top five football movies of all time. Number five, Facing the Giants. Okay. Guys. Guys. It's an adorable film. Okay. It wasn't the Kendrick Brothers, like their very first real hit. Yeah. Okay. It's an adorable little Christian film. Okay. What else? Let me see the rest of this before real quick. Number four, We Are Marshall. Okay. So it's better than... um, it's better than Brian's song. It's it's better than Blindside. Blind the Blindside. Blindside. How about what was it? Uh, the prison football movie. What am I thinking of with Burt Reynolds? The longest yard. The longest yard. It's better than that. I mean, guys, come on. It's not okay. It's not. And I and ha- having met Alex Kendrick before and spent some time with him at a CNP movie or CNP event privately. I actually think if he were here now, he would tell us, guys, no, it's not better than those movies. It's not. Your sanctimony on these lists is one of my favorite things I know of you all like time. It. I know. I know you do. Number four, We Are Marshall. Uh, I'm, I'm fine That's with it being movie. there. Yeah. yeah. Number three, uh, you buying that? Todd, at number four? Uh, uh, sure. Oh, okay. Number three, Friday Night Lights. I'm fine with it being there. Wouldn't be. Never I, seen I, it. I'm not as big on it as other people are, but I understand why it's there. Yeah. Number two, Rudy. Of course, that belongs on the list somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, number one, remember the Titans. And of course, that belongs on the list somewhere too. Sure. Yeah. There is actually a a Christian football movie. If you want to put one on, that is actually 
far better in terms of quality of production than Facing the Giants. It's called Woodlawn. That was about, I think, eight or nine, ten years old now with Sean Astin, I would highly recommend. That's very, very well done. Uh, for fun, well, first of all, you're missing maybe my, my son Noah's favorite football movie in The Waterboy, okay? Oh, yeah. He freaking yeah. loves that movie. But um, the... Um, so do I. But I watched the program last week. I'd probably not seen that movie. I mean, it came out like 30 years ago, it, like 92, 93. I, I maybe haven't seen it since then. Do you remember that film? I remember it, but I haven't seen wow, it. Wow, does it have like every college sports scandal, steroids, sexual assault. It's, it's just like they just checked the box. It's got every bromide in that film. If you haven't seen it, and I think we have mentioned it on the show, it, uh, it's a Christian film about the uh, Arkansas uh, lineman who oh, got drafted yeah. by the Colts. It's the really, guy that with the goggles yes, who was like went from walk on to like all American. It's, it's yeah. really really good. And really I've never well had a made. chance to watch that. You would recommend it? It's highly, good? okay, highly. We played against them, and um, and we when he was we played against him when he was on the Arkansas team. I think in 1998. I think he was on that team. We played them in the Citrus Bowl. So. Number two and number one, Rudy and Remember the Titans, respectively. I, I, I think they, in my opinion, they would be one and two. Yeah. In some order, yeah. Moving on, uh, Bidge 70 says, you mount Rushmore of most satisfying revenge ki- fi- kills on film. This is his Mount Rushmore. Okay. Benjamin Martin Tavington in The oh, Patriot. Oh, yes. That guy uh, needed yeah. to die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He okay. was awesome. Maximus, Commodore, and Gladiator. Commodus. I'm sorry, Commodus, my bad. Yes. I mean, um, and, and that's like the number one of all time, okay? That is the yep. number one of all time. I mean, that, that, that could very well be the greatest dude code movie ever made, is Gladiator, right? I'm not arguing. Okay. So, I'd, I mean, that's got to be number one. David Mills, John Doe, seven. Oh. I, well, I, 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 I didn't get the seven hype in the nineties. I watched it again last year during quarantine and it was okay. I, I just didn't get the whole, I didn't think it was like some next level event. It's a really, really good movie, but you can't buy on this one because it's, it was a test that Brad Pitt failed. Right. right. He had to, he had to offer, he, he was being manipulated and being controlled and God only knows I would have pulled the trigger too, but that the point of it was that at the end that was you had to not kill him and that would be mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's victory and the loss mm-hmm. for so mm-hmm. can't the rules don't apply to this one mm-hmm. see uh, Inigo Montoya Count Rugen uh, <laughs> the princess bride yes I just think it's funny that this was even included yes. so I oh, like no. it so yeah, this is, yeah has to be there Next up, Grant Asaski says Larry Elder has a better chance at becoming the California governor than Matthew McConaughey would be of becoming governor of Texas. Mm. That's one heck of a prop. If that was a prop bet, I think this actually could be a buy. And I happen to think that McConaughey would have a better shot than people think because of the star power and the name ID. I think if, 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 if he could get coaxed into not running a campaign meaning don't go out there and do events all the time where you're talking all the time because you're going to the 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 key to him is the charm. He's one of the few mm-hmm. left of center superstars in Hollywood that the average American really really likes. 
and has and has gone out of his way not to annoy or offend the average American at the exact same time, right? Mm -hmm. Even to the point of scolding some of his own Hollywood friends yes. and going too far with that. Um, I think the more he would be enticed into a traditional political event, where the crazies in his own party, he would, you know, the constant pressure to appease them. And at some point he's going to feel the human impulse to do it. And then when he does that, people are like, oh, you're just another Hollywood lefty. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. if, if he could just not like run actually a campaign, just say I'm Matthew McConaughey, I'm running for governor, do a few speeches, but like no like campaign schedule, not like day-to-day -day media appearances. You know, we're going to get the crazy Don Lemon questions. Just avoid all of that. I think he could absolutely win governor of Texas if he could pull that off. I don't know. That is kind of what Elder is doing. I saw something in Red State yesterday. Hey, is Larry Elder ever going to come out with plans for governance? That'd be dumb. First of all, how many books, columns? Is, are, are we really going to sit here today and act as if Larry Elder, over the course of the last 20 plus years, has not articulated a governing framework for you? What is your, really? what's your backup plan? Yeah. The dude who wears dresses. Wait, yeah. what, what, what do you think he did for three hours a day on the radio? What do you think that was? So if, but if I were elder, I'd keep doing what you're doing. Only do media like Fox. Do not have the Republican party, as we talked about yesterday, come in and endorse you or anything like that. Just be the guy standing closest to Gavin Newsom when, uh, when the fur flies. Just be the next guy yeah. in line. Just be there on whatever date in September that recall is, occurs. See that? Throwing that name there in the end is the reason why Larry uh, is the answer. It's because of Gavin Newsom. It's the fact that this is an up or down referendum in many respects. Like, I agree. Yep. Of a guy who's hanging on, as Steve alluded to during the montage, by a very thin thread. Yep. Next up, we'll go to Jaron, the most likely public figure to be ditched to the curb after Andrew Cuomo is Dr. Fauci. So, oh, how I wish it were true. Um, and we were just talking yesterday about, you know, maybe Fauci will start to hear the footsteps um, because his, his buddy that we wrote a chapter about and these guys were as thick as thieves and to the point that they were caricaturing themselves as De Niro um, and Pacino, but this, the spirit of the age here, as Steve says, it's, it's, it's fully that he's there. They will protect him at all costs. Other people will have to go down before him just as sacrificial lambs. If he, if he goes down, that, that I mean, we're talking about Mordor. It's, it, it, you know. That the, the whole zeitgeist is there. People's whole psychology and emotional state of being is built around him and that stupid bobblehead. So, you know, yesterday I reminded you all I got it right on Cuomo the entire time. I got to keep it real, man. I thought by now we would have reached, particularly with the kids about the whole battle about going back to school again, that the political realities of this toxic messaging, and they would have just needed some excuse to pivot away from it, and he would be the excuse that he's 80, he's got a nice pension, he's lived, he's, he's mm -hmm. had his moment, he's lived out his usefulness, and I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening for all the reasons that Todd articulated. Now, I still account here in my calculation for the sovereignty of God, I'm not trying to Jesus juke you, but that ultimately we could just get up one day 
and there is there is there is a me too or tax evasion al capone in his life that gets exposed and god uses that to say all right we this this, this we've had enough of this construct right yeah and he just goes away even though it's not for the stuff that he should go away for i could i could see something like that for sure because i trust in the sovereignty of god but just as i the reason i was right about cuomo is because i believed in the cynicism of the political process would in the end play itself out which it did i thought that same cynicism of the process would get here that 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 there would be an acknowledgement that it does us no good to take on all of the baggage we 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 dropped on trump for last year and to, just to accept it now ourselves on lockdowns and masks and shut and, and schools you know what i'm saying yeah but apparently there is a spiritual stronghold at play here that you know it, it's it's like when the disciples say, hey, we keep trying to cast this demon out, right? And Jesus is like, hey, this demon can only, this kind of demon only get cast out one way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That I, It kind of feels like, and this is what I was alluding to when I was talking about him last hour. This is a, this is a layer of, of malevolence. This is, this, is, this is beyond now. I think we're outside the laws of political reality now with this. And... Therefore, I think the answer is sell, unfortunately. I, I think given the timetable, Gavin Newsom's far more likely anyway. But I'm going to sell on this one, unfortunately. I, I think that there is a, a darkness surrounding this that goes beyond even political realities, a, a, a true malevolence here. And it's only going to get cast out a certain way. Moving on to Ryan, former conservative Bastion's Washington Examiner and National Review will be out of business within the next decade. Uh, Washington Examiner's traffic is way too high. Um, I, but I would agree with the National Review. In fact, I would argue Washington Examiner has basically taken their place. They have been smart enough with you know people like Byron York and those people. I've known him for years. Byron came from NRO. They were smart enough to not go the Ramesh, is it Panuru? Yeah. Or is it Panuru? Mm -hmm. They were smart enough not to go that route, okay, where they look, where they're basically just now at times, like David French, arguing for and against things used to be for and against or against or for on the basis of whether orange man bad chimed in on this one or not right or or anybody that you view as having sold out to orange man bad so they so they are kind of the more the washington examiner like they went to the mattresses against russian collusion and and those sorts of things like nri would never do that I, I think they've basically taken that space away from NRO. Sort of how Marco Rubio took the space away from Jeb Bush as the consultant candidate. And we were talking that if we did have an open primary, would Nikki Haley do the same thing this right. time to Marco Rubio? I think Washington Examiner has kind of become the professional Republican Party class hub of information. And their traffic reflects that. And I think they've done that at the expense of NRO. So I will buy on NRO, sell on Washington Examiner. I will uh, buy, but not because of any selling out uh, necessarily. Uh, I, I just think, let's say at the end of a decade, I, I, I think 
they'll be swallowed up to survive and co-opted maybe because they're not sellouts in the examiner's case and to quite frankly in some areas with the people they've employed in the past they've sold out just fine uh but maybe their thing is well we got a big tent uh, okay I, I can accept that but i think just with the i think we may have uh, like like conservative view being bought into or brought into the blaze mm -hmm. i think that will be happening more and more by the end of the decade. So consolidation is yes. what you think. Okay. Next up, we will go to Bacon, who says the definition of insanity is getting a COVID booster shot and expecting different results. I won't go that far because I, I, I absolutely still believe, you know, I'm talking to a, another friend of mine whose dad is in good health, and he's 65. He's on day five of this, man, okay? Or week five, I should say, where you just cannot get over it. The stratification of this, folks, and it, it's truly amazing just how the light switches on this virus from 64 to 65. It, it, it's like it was designed to take out retirees, okay? I mean... The level of, of data stratification, how the whole data set on this just changes. Um, and, and because of that, I won't go that far. I mean, if I had, a, if, 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 if my mom called me up and said, hey, they're telling me I've got, you know, waning antibodies from my vaccine. Do you think I should get a booster, right? Answer would probably be yes, given her risk calculation. Now, I had another friend of mine who worked, you know, who's worked in, I've worked in politics with for years, who's like, do you think I should get it? And he's younger than me. And I'm like, I don't know. But now I've not heard back from him. And I'm like, are you autoimmune compromised in some way? Because if you are, I might have a different answer. But if you're not, then no, the risks of you re receiving an adverse side effect are far higher than they are of you from COVID. This thing is stratified from an age perspective dramatically. That's why I would not go that far. So I'll sell. Uh, I'll buy because of the spirit of the age, which doesn't take away what Steve has said. I mean, I, I sit here on a regular basis and say, it, it's clear that this has had a prophylaxis effect on some level, at least for some period of time. Uh, but far more powerful than that is the psychological and emotional effect that this this has on people. And there's there's already uh, there's a story I read today about uh, somehow against regulations that you know thousands have gone out and gotten a third shot of this already. <laughs> yeah. I thought they said it was a million people. A million. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, CDC okay. said a million people have done this. I didn't on want to oversell own. it. I wanted yeah. to try to be, but yeah, I mean, these people are deranged. They've lost their damn minds. Jim Stalker says within the next six months, we'll see some form of legislation that imposes an unvaccinated status tax on those who have yet to get the COVID vaccine or refuse boosters, either at the state or federal level. I mean, I could see maybe a state like Oregon trying something like that. Federally, yeah. that has no shot. None. Zero. I, it has a shot of somebody trying it and we're not living insane times no, no, that was asked the the thing is that this will happen right uh will be introduced oh introduced okay. oh i mean yeah. oh, i could i mean yeah. from now on you're disqualified i should have said this before we will no longer accept submissions about legislation being introduced somewhere yeah. 
because crap is just too crazy everywhere. You got to be more specific than that. They say, okay, yeah. anything can get introduced by any means, by anybody at any time. There's a Sheila Jackson Lee and virtually in every legislature, 50 of them in every blue state legislature. So from now on, introduction of crazy yeah. will not be merit enough of a of us pontificating it. Biden and company have said being unconstitutional is not really a primary concern of theirs. It just isn't. Final one quickly. Brian J. Raper says, Steve's exit question on Friday alluding to 10 being how much Lindsey Graham loves mandates is the greatest double entendre in the history of the show. That was I don't know. There. We've had others, but I'll, I'll, I'm here all week. Yeah. Try the veal. So thank you. Yeah, you'll. Lindsey Graham, he, he's not going to get away with you not accepting that in this week. Maybe another week, yeah. but this one, yeah. He said yesterday the worst was behind him. I like Mandate. The Weekly Profit of Woe and Lamentation is next. So we've been talking about Rough Greens for a while now. By now, you at least know what it is. It's that supplement powder that you mix in with your pet's food so that it puts back into your pet's food all the stuff that was likely taken out, the vitamins, minerals, nutrients, pre, probiotics, antioxidants, you know, the, the stuff your pet needs the most. Same thing that happens to our food, by the way. That's why we take so many supplements these days for the same reasons. Uh, they strip that stuff out of the food so it'll last longer and be fresher uh, for mass consumption and distribution. Do the same thing for people as well as pets. That's why your pet needs a supplement too. Now, you might be wondering though, what if my pet doesn't like it? Well, one way to find out is if we give you that first 14-day jumpstart bag for free. It's on us. You just pay a couple bucks for the shipping so you have some skin in the game to make sure you at least try it for your pet, see if they like it, uh, because obviously their health is important. Roughgreens.com is where you can go to get that free 14-day jumpstart bag where you just pay for the shipping at RUFF. For roughgreens.com, or you can give them a call at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Again, 833-ROUGH-DOG. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing all right, Steve. Great to be back with you. Good to see you, too. Since I am, of course, speaking to a prophet, let me bring you in on something I brought up on the show here uh, during the first hour. And I tweeted about this earlier today. There's a clip going around of Anthony Fauci saying that, uh, it, you know, it's a shame you're going to have to sacrifice your individual freedoms because, you know, of, we have a virus with a 0.59 case fatality rate currently. Uh, and, and the hospitals are overwhelmed with children. So I went and looked at the CDC's own data, Daniel. Latest data as of last week, they, do, they update this weekly. So we don't know what the numbers are this week yet. But as of the week ending August the 6th, their data showed, or August the 8th, their data showed that 1.8%, that's it, of all hospitalizations for COVID in America were kids of school-aged, school-aged children were 1.8%. That's actually 112% lower than what they were when the school year ended. And at no time in this entire pandemic has it been higher than 3.4%, at no point. Now, we're not even going to count I know you've got an article about this today at The Blaze. I'll let you talk about. We'll get to it in a second. 
I'm not even going to discuss are they how many kids are in for RSV and it's getting coded as COVID. There have been I think it was a UK did a study about how many kids that how many of the kids that they were identified as hospitalizations for COVID that's not what they were actually should have been coded for. Before we get into any nuances whatsoever, this is just a lot. I've never met Daniel, and and you you are maybe even more of a hardened skeptic than me. I've never met a force like this. In my career, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, and I've had a lot of access to this process. Huge names, including the guy who was the last to sit in the Oval Office. Sit down one-on-one in a room, have him look me in the eye. I've never met anyone with this level of shameless gaslighting, malevolence, disregard for fact, the idea that we don't even bother to check his facts. I've never seen anything like this in my career. I don't know of anything like this in recent, maybe all of American history. I don't know what it was like living under a Mao or a Stalin or a Mussolini or Hitler. That's a different era for me. So I, I, I don't know if this was what it was like where truth in the room was like chloroformed. It was like unaccessible. It couldn't be found. No one even cared to look. Have you seen anything like this before? Steve, I think what COVID has done, when I say COVID, I mean the COVID fascism, not the virus itself, although that might have been created by the same forces as well. It has basically coalesced all of the evil inclinations of man control, you know, um, hatred, tyranny, everything in one, and it's enmeshed it in this one bitter pill. And it's basically taken the lowest common denominator of humanity. I think it's more biblical, like what it was to live during the times of Abraham, where it's a religious view. You are not allowed to believe in anything that is not part of the religion. It's a new religion. It is absolutely a religion. It's a religion that forces people that spent their entire uh, career studying medicine and science to now disbelieve what's in front of their eyes, to disregard things about medicine and science that an elementary school student knows. This is why, and you know, I've been pounding away at this the last couple of weeks, It's why something like ivermectin or pepsid or anything you use to treat COVID is the new Confederate flag. You would think like, hey, you know, you guys care so much about COVID. So, hey, like, look, let's let's treat it. But no, that is not within the guidelines of the church. And you are not allowed to do that. So it's like if you say the word ivermectin now, that's like saying Confederate flag. Uh, So Hmm. that's where it's coming from. And that's why they will lie and cheat and steal to achieve their means. I had the same surprise as you. Even I thought, okay, there must be a little bit of an elevated level. And I looked at it and I saw, wait a minute, it's nowhere near the winter levels. And in the winter, no one was saying that this is a threat Mm -hmm. to kids. Um, So even in their own data, you're right. it, uh, it, it, It certainly doesn't show that even before we get into the nuances. But it also demonstrates the ability of the media with theatrics and pictures and and um, imagery to create an image that is completely detached from reality. Steve, have you ever seen one black individual filmed in an ICU on a respirator? Um, you know, where they say in his last words or he said, I wish I would have gotten the vaccine and I made no. a big mistake. No, even though that so now, barely 28 percent of black America is vaccinated. Uh, see, according see, to we're the CDC. Headed with that. Yeah. Overwhelmingly yep. blacks who, you know, 90 percent vote Democrat. So you would assume it's somewhat evenly distributed are much less vaccinated than conservative whites, by the way, for better or for worse. That's just a fact. 
According to CDC, in general, they're four and a half times more likely to be hospitalized with COVID. So if you're going to be see the, this bomb, you would see it overwhelmingly blacks, especially in the South, a lot of these cities in the South. I have not seen one video of them. Why not? I mean, and that's that's what they're able to do with this imagery. Mm. Tell us what's going on with RSV. So behind every lie is a truth. And I tell people, I think our base is making a mistake with certain things. They reflexively assume everything the left says is a lie. But you have to amend that statement a little bit. It's a little bit more nuanced. Everything they say is a lie or it's true and they created it. And their solution is making it worse, and they're blocking the real solution. So it's one of the two. There so are there's a difference between a lie and everything they may do may be a deception, right? Yep. Th that, that that's its intent is to deceive. Yeah. But that doesn't mean in and of itself it is a lie, right? Is that the in nuance? other words? Global warming, anthropogenic global warming, is a lie. COVID is not a lie, mm -hmm. and they likely were behind it. Mm -hmm. And that is a very important thing. You can't deny certain things, and they need to be dealt with, but in the right way. Right. Um. Here's the deal, Steve. So we already know from the data, we've seen this everywhere, that there's at least a 50% markup in hospitalizations from COVID because there are people, especially during a time of great spread, you go into the hospital, nosocomial spread, a lot of them are going to come down with COVID, but you know it's not a big deal. They're there for a kidney stone. They're there for surgery. They're there for anything else. Now, that's going to be even more true with a kid where it's more unlikely that they have clinical level illness from COVID, hence in the UK, 61% of COVID deaths from kids were not COVID deaths. Um, so now you picture a scenario like this. We've locked people down for 18 months and we've all asked the question ages ago. One of the first things you and I said, what is the effect of turning every kid into a bubble boy? These people rejected God's immunological ecosystem which created this beautiful gradual way of kids getting pathogens and over time building up immunity, which is the exact reason why they are not vulnerable to COVID. Instead, they reject it and say they are vulnerable to COVID, thereby isolating them for a full year and a half of school, thereby undermining the antecedent to that immunological ecosystem, thereby now making them vulnerable. Now we have our first answer as to what's going to happen, and that's RSV. You're seeing a record surge in RSV for the summer, and in some places, doctors are reporting that it's rivaling winter spreads that they've ever seen, and they're going to the hospital. RSV, anyone could get, but it is particularly dangerous. Um, I've had nephews that have been hospitalized as babies or toddlers with RSV. It's not uncommon about 60,000 a year hospitalizations, and we live with it. We never, you know, no one noticed it. We always lived with it. So we now have that now. So what's happening is they're going to the hospital. Guess what? If you're in Florida, you're in Arkansas, you're in a hospital, very likely you're going to get COVID. We never said they don't get COVID. It's that they don't get it seriously and they don't really spread it. They do get it. Now that's a co-infection, that's a COVID hospitalization from the very thing that they now made them vulnerable because you have... Um, it seems like you're designed to get it your first year of life. But if you don't get it because that entire cohort of infants sat it out, you get it a couple years later, two, three, four, it's more likely to be serious. 
So, Steve, what we've seen with this virus is what Elijah said to Ahab. Have you killed and have you inherited? They don't just kill, but they benefit from what they've done and then use that as a pretext to further create a vicious cycle to isolate people more, rinse and repeat. This is truly demonic. Steve, it's worse than a lie. And by the way, if you look at the uptick in pediatric hospitalizations that's ascribed to COVID, again, less than the winter, but you know more than it was before this wave started, it's more in the zero to four cohort than the five to 17, which is a dead giveaway that it's RSV and not COVID driving that. One last thing I want to ask you about, let's, let's take this into a purely political realm of analysis. So Ron DeSantis is get shorty right now. Uh, White House is going after him by name again today as we speak, right? Um, forget about the fact his state is 26th in COVID death rate from the beginning of pandemic and New York is number two. It's the same pattern we saw last year. It's just now he's been more front and center about counterattacking against COVID Stan. He's kind of the leading general. He's the Eisenhower now, basically. Um, how's he doing? How's he performing? Because there is a political craftsmanship aspect to this beyond just, are you right on policy? Uh, he's going to war with school districts in his state, things of that nature. What do you think? Well, I think obviously he's played his cards very well. And you know what? It's not just that he was the control group with the mask, but he actually did buy their stuff with the vaccine. I mean, 91% of Floridians are vaccinated. So Florida seniors, you mean Florida, seniors. Florida seniors. Yeah. And even their overall rate is, is uh, it's roughly on par with California. So it totally blows up the myth of an epidemic of the unvaccinated. So I'm not even sure what the beef is with him. Cause remember at least when this wave started, Every state pretty much ditched the mask. Now, a lot more now brought it back. But at the time, they all weren't doing it. So no one could point to that. So they say it was the lack of vaccination. Now, Arkansas, Louisiana have lower rates. Florida does not. So there is nowhere for them to run or for them to hide. And this demonstrates that all of their false messiahs um, were total duds. I, I would say the two things I would say he should do is a call special session, which I think he's trying to handle it without the legislature. Um, but if they fight back these counties, call a special session. And number two, I would love to see him make some of these therapeutics over the counter and put the pressure back on them. You guys are the ones not treating it and demanding that everyone come to a hospital mm -hmm. for something that could to totally be treated outpatient. See, I suggested on the show last week that he needs to do with things like, especially with ivermectin, that just recently won a Nobel Prize, okay? Um, and frankly, the data on it is better than even HCQ. So when they have the next Sunbelt wave next year, which they will uh, to some degree, uh, unless we have some form of Salkian level achievement um, from a vaccine standpoint, and it's going to come within 100 days of his reelect, I think he's got to have a solution to the next round of panic porn. It can't just be a message or a principle on freedom. Yes. It has to yes. be a solution. We have to have we have to have better solutions than what they offer because in the end solutions trump values. Okay, so what is his counter solution to this when they try to when they try to get rid of him in a reelect next year and run this exact same game plan back twelve months from now? I'll give you the last word in about a minute. Go ahead. This is the one thing I wish our fellow rationalist conservatives would get into. We have never seen a virus where they abolished all outpatient treatment, zip zero nada. 
this entire thing for almost everyone doesn't become a problem until anywhere from five to 11 days into it. We now know you're in this area, you get a sore throat, you gotta assume you have it. Right away, we have the ability to save endless people. I just had Dr. Mike, uh, Brian Tyson on my show from California. He's treated 6,000 patients. Every single person who came to him before day seven never even had to go to the hospital, much less died of COVID. Mm -hmm. Great stuff, my friend. Good to see you. All right, take care. God bless. Same to you. If you are taking advantage of a booming real estate market, you should be right now. Uh, and don't hesitate because all the economic trend lines are bad. Similar to 2008, which had some bad trend lines and then also a booming real estate market. We've kind of seen this one before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would jump in now while the water is hot and... Uh, before they close the pool, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, make sure you do so with an agent for these unprecedented times Bing. that you can trust and you will find such an agent on this website. The name kind of says it all after all. Realestateagentsitrust.com is where you can find an agent who knows that they need to take charge of your situation while still working for you. And they'll come complete with a proven track record of success as well. Head to this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that is realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, final thoughts before we get out of here for the day, gentlemen. Now that last part there, Daniel, he's been doing such a good job about talking about what the real scam of all of this is. And you're just simply not allowed to hope that there's this thing called ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or whatever the case may be that maybe doesn't work alone in everybody or doesn't even, it has a wide ranging range of possibilities, but it's much uh, cheaper. It's much more understood in terms of the side effects. And it doesn't cost you yeah. anything just and to find yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. And you just, you just can't use it. That's Steve used the term in the past, lucid insanity. That's absolutely where we live right now. The zombies are among us, but they have PhDs and they just apparently do not care they're the ones who honestly, they don't care if you die. They're saying that about you, but the reverse is true, which has often been the case in many things we talk about on this show. Yeah, that's well said. And it, it, it seems overwhelming. I mean, Todd, you just, you just mentioned the phrase, uh, the real scam of all. There are like 50 real scams yeah. about this entire I thing. I know. And it's just overwhelming on a day-to-day -day basis to keep up with all of it. But again, going back, that seems like what I keep coming to at the end of every show. The answer is always us. Just do what's right in front of you. Last night for Clay Travis and for Matt Walsh, I think as well, from the Daily Wire. Yeah, he was there. I their, their, uh, what was right in front of them was their school board and rallying their troops around there. Just do what's right in front of you. It's a lot less overwhelming. That'll do it for today. Until the next time, right here after Glenn Beck on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.